Welcome to In Our Mom's Basement Video Game Podcast, where we talk about everything video games with your host, Dan Giofue and Rage Quit Pat. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of In Our Mom's Basement, episode 43. And today we are talking everything about Xbox. But before we get into that, you guys know where to find us on iTunes, Google, Snapchat, Spotify, uh twitch instagram everything at inner mom's basement and our website at innermomsbasement.com joined with us is race quit pat to the man to one of my slides over here what's going on pat hey what's going on dan the other pizza man how are you i'm doing good just trying to set it up we had many difficulties today trying to get this started and oh such a pain in the ass today well, it's not a podcast without technical difficulties. So as Dan said at the top, we are going to be talking about um, the Xbox One. We do feel, well, since the announcement of the Xbox Scarlet next year, this could be the last um, hot, big holiday run for the Xbox. So we kind of felt like maybe we should kind of dive into the Xbox One over the last six years. But beforehand, we're going to do the quick news rundown. It's been a while since we had some uh, gaming news to actually talk about. So uh, we actually got some news. So um, beginning... Um, one of our mainstays, our game that we stream a lot on the channel, Rainbow Six Siege, Operation Ember Rise, um, is, I believe, on test servers right now on PC, um, and it's pretty much on its way, but we kind of have... Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, already difficulties. My Discord just shut off on me. So, rip to that. It's gonna be... Wait, wait, Pat, you might want to start. My Discord shut off on me. What? My Discord sh- shut off, so... So what am I doing now? No, no, you're back. You're back up. It just... It stopped at Rainbow Six. Okay. What I... That we have a lot of Rainbow Six news? Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> again, as I... Uh, I'm sure Dan will edit, edit that out, but... Um, oper- uh, Rainbow Six Operation Ember Rise, new ops, rework map, a ton of new features this season. Uh, so we're going to kind of dive in. Let's dive in with the operators. We have Amaru, who is an attack op who um, has a grapple hook. Uh, she will have two weapons, um, and you could kind of see the uh, gameplay with the grapple hook. It could go through any window. Um, you could also go up atop a, um, any of the uh, whole, the freaking, I can't, I, well, I'm missing it. What, what do we reinforce in Rainbow Six? The hatches, the ceiling, I'm sorry. The walls. You can go <laughs> up on the hatches as well with the grapple hook. Um, she's going to have two weapons, a G8, a1, which is a light machine gun, and she also has a supernova shotgun. And then as her secondary, she also will have a shotgun and as well a SMG-11. Um, her gadgets are the breach charge and a claymore. And then, of course, the main um, is the Gara hook, which can go through any windows and um, hatches as well. So that is the attack, attack operator, excuse me. And now we're going to take a look at the defender operator, who is Goyo, and he has a uh, Vulcan shield, it is called. So... Um, he seems, and also I'm sorry. Um, Akayu Amaru is uh, two speed armor, excuse two speed and two armor. Uh, same with Goyu, who is a defender. Um, a lot of his roles, as they're saying, is a aerial area denial, secure, and roam. Uh, not too much roaming. Doesn't seem too roam heavy. Um, two armor, two speed. Uh, he has a vector uh, submachine gun as well as the uh, TC uh, SG12 shotgun and just a P229 handgun, and his gadgets are the impact grenade and the nitro cell. Uh, the Vulcan shield can basically be put at any door. Um, if an attack operator walks through them, the shield will explode um, and create uh, fire around the area. So, uh, Dan, uh, what do you, how do you feel about these uh, two new operators making their way to Rainbow Six Siege? Well, I didn't actually know about these <laughs> operations until now, but... Uh... That last guy, that Yoku, was what was his name? Goku? Goyo, Goyo. They're uh, Mexican Goyo? Uh, operators. Anyways, that guy, he sounds pretty badass, so I think uh, that's a character I'll probably stick with. I, I don't know, I need to probably watch the trailers to see a little more how they work. Yeah, definitely check the trailers out. Um, They don't, again, um, what Rainbow Six has done over the last uh, couple seasons, um, they have not made operators OP, um, so I'm... The gameplay I'm looking at, these operators don't really seem like they're that much OP. Uh, only maybe the light machine gun for Amaro. It is the light machine gun that um, Maestro uses. So, you know, we could be seeing heads, Headshot City, but we'll see. They're also doing a map rework, and that is Canal, 
um, Canal's getting a complete rework. Um, saw some gameplay on Macy J and King George's channel, as well as YouTube as well. Uh, the rework looks pretty interesting. There are some things that you'll recognize from the old map, but obviously there's going to be new, some new stuff too. Dan, did you feel that Canal needed a rework, or how do you feel about that? I'm actually trying to remember what map Canal was. Canal is the one where they, if it's secure area, that's that's that the two buildings that are separated, and uh, one has like the boat, like the little uh, boat, and yeah. um, and and then up there's upstairs the uh, communications tower. Yeah, I, oh man, that that, that, uh, that map's definitely a, a pain in the ass. It's like 10 million windows. It's like that map's peak central, man. So I'm yeah, not a big fan of that map, anyways. Yeah, and that's getting a complete uh, rework as well. Um, and then really quick, we're going to uh, dive in. So Rainbow Six, this season is getting a lot, a lot of different things uh, this season, which is crazy. Um, we'll go right here, going past the operators really fast. Uh, Canal rework. Uh, Battle Pass is, <clears throat> for the first time, getting introduced um, into Rainbow Six. So it's going to be this one's going to be Phase 1. Um, it's going to be called a mini battle pass called Call Me Harry. Um, so the pass is completely free, um, and you'll earn battle points to uh, allow you to unlock tiers and rewards. Uh, completing this pass will award the unique Harry Chibi uh, charm. Uh, the mini battle pass is learning the experience for us, and then, of course, Phase 2, they haven't officially announced. So uh, battle pass coming to Rainbow Six Siege. You know, they're kind of jumping on what other games are doing, like PUBG, uh, Fortnite, uh, Dan, how do you feel about the introductions of uh, Battle Pass in Rainbow Six? Well, <clears throat> the light above my head is bothering the shit out of me because I can see a glare. But anyways, yeah, Battle Passes are in everywhere. I think it's, I, I like the Battle Pass just because you get a lot of cool skins, man. And, uh, you know, if the skins yeah, are good, it's a good pa Battle Pass. But, you know, like Apex with their um, Battle Pass, hey, man, their skins are fucking garbage, man. So as long as they have have good skins in it, I'll be happy with it, and uh, I think that's what's going to try to bring more people in, so it is uh, more achievement while playing the game. Yeah, I think the introduction uh, introduction of Battle Pass is a long time coming for Rainbow Six Siege. It seems like, I th even think after year four, I kind of highly anticipate year five, just by kind of what is what Rainbow Six is implementing so far, especially with this season. So I kind of see a, uh, a year five coming in. Um, also, here's something interesting, a new uh, game mode, uh, unranked uh, playlist. So it's basically casual, but it has the rules of ranked. So it's going to have basically the same rules as ranked, except it's good, basically like casual. You're not ranked. So this is for those players that kind of want to uh, go into warm-up games. Uh, but it is bomb, same uh, playlist. Uh, it is bomb, and the same thing. You're going to be uh, picking operators that can't play, and you're either going to be defending three rounds in a row or attacking three rounds in a row at the start. So I think that's also really good for those players that kind of want to uh, get into warm-up games and stuff like that. So it kind of eliminates, um, again, a certain crowd out of uh, casual. Um, how do you, what, what, what are your thoughts on uh, the new playlist as well? I haven't even touched ranked since uh, the revamp of uh, pick bands and uh... – Bomb only. I haven't actually done that, so and I don't think I want to. Uh, but with this coming in, I get a nice little feel of the pick band to see how that works, and uh, that's something I could probably see myself playing for a little bit to see how how ranked has changed and may maybe it'll make me go back into ranked. I kind of miss ranked a little bit, but uh, not bomb. <laughs> I'm just secure. Yeah, I mean the the big thing about it is it, it's really interesting. The pick band is always usually heavily a jackal. Um, Echo, Kavira, Mira. It's usually the operators that are banned. It's always usually the same ones, but uh, definitely very interesting. And again, it eliminates uh, certain um, you know people from casual. And again, real quick, also there's a new championship rank um, as well. So um, a little bit of step above um, down. Uh, a little bit of step above Diamond. Of course, you know, Ubisoft is saying that, oh, Diamond's still the main stage, but they're introducing a new rank, new championship rank. Um, Dan, if you want to see what the emblem looks like, I don't know if you can see that, but that is what the new, um, that's what the championship rank uh, looks like. Um, really quickly, uh, before we jump into the uh, next news, um, the map rotation. So the map rotations are going to change. Uh, casual will go down from 20 maps to 14. 
uh, while ranked and unranked are down to 12 from 14. To start off the season, uh, the maps that are being cycled out of casual are – and Dan – House, please. isn't it? Yeah. Yes, Dan. House, Presidential Plain, Yacht, Favela, Theme Park, and Tower. Um, so Casual Playlist will also have a new rotation system uh, cycling three maps in and out every month. So, Dan, there is a good chance they could bring it back. So they're just going to – you know, they're just cycling it out. Um, the reduced number of players uh, will give players the opportunity to familiarize themselves more with the map pool while the rotation will allow for more diversity. So uh, the first monthly rotation will take out Skyscraper, Fortress, and Oregon and replace them with Tower, Presidential Plane, and House. Um, so, again, and on the, on the side of ranked and unranked, Headford uh, Theme Park Fortress are being removed while the brand new rework canal uh, will be added. And the last thing, the biggest change to map pool is that night mode will no longer be available in the casual and newer com- newcomer playlist. It will only be playable through custom game, although Theme Park will be removed from all playlists in preparation for its rework. Theme Park sucks. So no more night. So casual will only be day. Um, that is annoying. I can't even see out the window. Yeah. And uh, last thing, uh, new operators menu. So this is what kind of what the new operators menu uh, will look like, Dan, if you want to take a look. And also the chat as well. Oh, that's kind of cool. That is a new operators. Uh, it looks, looks cleaner. Yeah, it's much cleaner. Um, and also Mira is getting the um, Elite skin this time around. So that is the Rainbow Six news. Uh, really quick, Dan, you want to kind of – um, I said a lot over there, so how do you feel about all the reworks and maps, changes, and casual? Because I know on the stream, we stream a lot of casual, so how do you feel about it? Uh, well, uh, operators sound cool. Uh, the map rework of that uh, coastline is uh, is needed because that map is awful. Uh, it's a horrible peak map. Like You just run out and just get peaked on every time. Uh I'm upset they're removing house. That's upsetting. And adding three shit maps. I do like the warm-up rank. It's kind of interesting uh, concepts. Uh, it's a little bit like um, Counter-Strike. And I hate that there would be no more night mode and casual, which kind of sucks. Yeah, maybe I guess they're testing the waters about that. But that is the uh, Rainbow Six news. Uh, Dan, you have uh, we have a couple more news. Uh, Dan, you want to take it away on your first news of the day? Uh, sure. So we're going to jump into the Disney Plus streaming service. We usually don't get too much into streaming service TVs and movies and all that. But uh, this one is a little special to our hearts just because, you know, it's launching on Xbox and PlayStation, which is kind of cool. Uh, anyone who doesn't know. Disney Plus streamer service is uh, going to be their exclusive streamer service for all Disney and Marvel, Star Wars, all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, it's actually pretty cheap. It's like $7 a month. And it's not going to release in the UK this year. So keep that in mind. Uh, it's going to be next year. And the best thing about it is that $13 bundle, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. And yeah. uh, I think Pat is so excited about this just because... Uh, on on launch day, High School Musical is going to be there. It's, you're going to be able to watch it day one. That's well, definitely that's, uh, that's something, uh, definitely, that's definitely something very exciting. I was looking forward to, but yeah, uh, awesome news. Uh, uh, you know, definitely for Disney Plus getting, we're going to get it right away on Xbox and PS4 at launch. We don't have to wait. Um, so that's definitely some good news there. Um, and also, uh, big news out of Sony, they have purchased uh, Insomniac Games. So if you don't know who Insomniac Games is, they made the Marvel Spider-Man game exclusive to PS4. They also made uh, Sunset Overdrive, which is exclusive for the Xbox. And they also made, you know, obviously Ratchet & Clank is one of their big uh, titles as well. Uh, but now Sony has them under their belt, and they will only be making games exclusive to Sony. So uh, good, a big loss for um, Xbox and Nintendo Switch. Um, so Insomniac will no longer be making multi-platform games. And the uh, final news of the day, uh, Dan is going to go ahead and run down the games of September. But really quick, uh, next week um, is Blair Witch for the final uh, week of August. Blair Witch will be uh, launching if you have Game Pass. You get that at launch. And um, Remedy's new uh, game as well. Uh, actually, I, I lied. There's more. There's two more games. Uh, Remedy's game, um, Control, 
and Man of Medan, who uh, by uh, supermassive games. So those games are next week. And Dan, take it away on the games of September that we should be looking forward to. Uh, Yeah, so uh, a few games coming out in uh, September. The greatest games? Who knows? You know, there's, there's, there's a couple of good games on the list there. Um, Katharina Full Body? I've never even heard of that, but that's Catherine, awesome. uh, Catherine, Catherine Full Body, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting game. I, I would say look at the uh, gameplay of that. It's a very interesting game. Yeah, so that comes out September 3rd. NBA 2K20 comes out December 6th. Gears of War 5, a big uh, exclusive for Xbox, September 10th. Uh, Borderlands if you have, 3. Uh, Game Pass, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you do get it five days early. Uh, Game Pass. Uh, Game Pass. Uh, Borderlands 3 comes out September 13th, uh, which I know a lot of people are uh, super excited about that. Uh, NHL 20, September 13th, which I think Pat is kind of happy about that. Uh, Link's Awakening, September 20. And. Uh, a game that is a piece of shit is coming out uh, September 27th, which is uh, FIFA 20. Well, we'll see if you change your mind. I mean, I mean, who knows? Actually, you've been putting it off for the last three years. So I think you might, who knows? Maybe you uh, will dive back into this one. But that is the games of September. And as I said before, uh, for Gears 5, if you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you do get it five days early. So that answers the question. Yes, Dan and I will be getting it five days early. Um, out of all the other games on that list, I know uh, NBA 2K. I mean, I get NBA every year, so I probably will be purchasing that. Um, as Dan said before, Borderlands 3, everyone's been looking forward to that game. But um, I I tried the game. Uh, couldn't really get into it. Um, NHL 20 I haven't bought in several years because I feel the same way Dan does about FIFA. It's a piece of shit. Um, and of course, Link's Awakening is the remaster of Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. So I know a lot of people are excited for that on the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Um, and then let's go dive in with our part one of our uh, running down the Xbox One. So this is the third console by Microsoft. Of course, we had the original Xbox and the uh, probably uh, in my top five of uh, one of the best systems of all time, the Xbox 360. How did Microsoft follow up with the Xbox One? Well, the Xbox One launched November 22nd, 2013, but let's dive back a little bit. On part one, we're going to be talking about the features, and part two, we'll, and then uh, some of the other stuff they added on, and then part two, we'll talk about the game. So um, let, let, let's turn back the clock a little bit. So that April, they announced, you know, they announced Xbox One, they announced some things they were doing. E3 rolled around. They had the horrendous E3 press conference for the Xbox One with that we couldn't play, use games, and we could only share up to 10 people. I forget you know, I forget exactly what it was. Um, you had to log in every 24 hours. It was a very bad fiasco, and it did not look like it was going to be a good follow-up for the Xbox One. Then Sony came out and said, oh, well, you could play... PS, you could play used games. You don't have to log in every 24 hours. And Xbox reverted and switched. So we get the launch on November 22nd, which I know Dan and I both got it launched. Now, Dan, I want to ask you, let's talk about the look. There's been three Xbox systems. We'll talk about all three. What was your first impression on the massive look of the Xbox One? Uh Fuck man. Uh all I all I know is it was freaking huge, super heavy, and it was a big clunk that really couldn't fit anywhere because it was huge. Find finding a space for that on my T V stand was a little bit of pain in the ass. I, I didn't like loud. I didn't like the yeah, it was kind of loud. Um I didn't like the look of that. So Yeah, as we as as we talk about the look, yeah, you look you compare it to the original Xbox, which was a, I mean that was a mat that was a brick. I mean that could kill somebody if you dropped it on somebody's head. And then they went, you know, they went with the 360, definitely a better design. Um, and then of course we went to Xbox One, and it was a powerhouse. It kind of, it did feel like we were going back to the original Xbox, like it was a brick in our hands. And yeah, as you said, it it, it was loud. That was a very loud system. When you turn that system on, you heard it. Very very loud console. Um, so and then. Of course, a couple years later, they came out with the Xbox One S, which is definitely much quieter, um, HDR support. I know, Dan, you're the techie, um, so I will ask you, uh, besides the 
look, which is definitely a much better look, much smaller look. Um, and you're, again, the techie guy. How did you feel on the Xbox One S, what they uh, changed in it as far as tech goes? Well, the machine was definitely heavier. Uh, even, even if with the, with, the, with the S, they had the, uh, the the native 4K, which was, was awesome because the original uh, Xbox One didn't really have that. Uh, so that was really good. And uh, it was definitely a bit faster. Which was also a plus. I mean, not like tremendously faster like um, the One X, but it was definitely it's definitely heavy. The, uh, the S is probably one of my favorites as far as the size, just because of it was nice, small, uh, easy to carry, but it was still fucking heavy, and uh, no, the price wasn't uh, as horrible. So I mean, it was definitely a good console. Definitely one of the better ones that Microsoft made, and they should have stuck with that kind of size in the past. Yep, and then, of course, then I'm going to let you take it away. Um, after the Xbox One S, they announced the Xbox One X, of course, and I'm going to let – I don't – I have an S. Um, I'm going to let Dan take this one as he is a owner of an Xbox One X. So, Dan, take it away on how you felt about the Xbox One X, the look, and the technical side of things. Well, all right. E easy enough. Uh, well, the Xbox One X is definitely a little bit bigger. Uh, definitely a little bit heavier than the, the Xbox S, uh, but it's definitely a lot more power powerful. Uh, I can't remember. I think uh, the Xbox S had more USB ports, or they just had the same. I mean, I think that that's what slacks them the the most on it. Uh, not enough USB ports, so I had to buy an extra adapter for those. But as far as uh, graphical-wise, I mean, obviously, the Xbox One X destroys it by comparison. You know, the teraflops, RAM, gigahertz, all, all that fun stuff. Uh, Xbox One X is definitely one of the best consoles I've ever had as far as speed goes. And, you know, that true 4K beautiful graphic look. Xbox One X just absolutely kills it. And then with the, uh, with the Scorpion Edition fucking love the entrance of that one when you turn it on i love that that's, that's my favorite part turning it on and off all right so let's let's uh let's give it some grade so let's give the first edition xbox its grade uh as the console um i'm gonna kick it off i'm gonna go ahead and give it a c plus as far as you know the look and everything um because it, it was just it was massive i mean it was just a big brick and we're going to get into the Connect shortly after. But um, I'm going to give it a C plus as uh, the uh, first edition Xbox. All right. Uh, you know, when I first grabbed the the, the Xbox, I liked the look that it was shiny. Uh, see, that's really the only thing I liked about its uh, appeal, uh, its presence. Uh, I'm going I'm to give it a C just because... It was too big. It was, it was you know, I, I don't, you, you start with an original Xbox and it gets small. Uh, it's huge. And then you go to Xbox 360 and Xbox 360 is smaller than a uh, Xbox One. Like how? And you, you go up yeah, in size. So, I, and uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a C. All right. Uh, Xbox One S, I'm going to be a little bit biased with mine. I have the Gears of War 4 edition. Um, I'm going to give this one a, uh, an A only because of the limited edition. They really did a great job with the limited edition Gears of War 4, and the Xbox One S limited edition Gears 5 looks amazing. If Xbox Scarlet was not coming out next year, I definitely would have picked up a Gears 5 Xbox One S, but I'm not really in the market to spend that kind of money and then the following year spend that kind of money again. So uh, Xbox One S, I'm giving it an A by the Gears of War 4 look, uh, the sound, uh, definitely much quieter. Definitely, as Dan said before, a much faster system as well. Uh, I saw the different, definite um, gameplay difference as well, and the install differences as well. Um, so I'm def I'm giving the Xbox One S a A. Definitely a better improvement, a much smaller system. Um, definitely much easier to carry if you wanted to bring it to a friend's house. All right. Uh, I think I think I'm I'm going to give it a. I want to say. I want to say B plus, uh, maybe maybe just a solid B, somewhere around that area of the B ish area. Uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, uh, and that's just because I mean it was a great console, man. Like uh, 
was definitely faster. It's definitely smaller, quieter, still a little bit heavy. Uh, but you know, it was also well. How much was it? Two hundred? A little bit higher than two hundred? No. It, so uh, I think it was uh, two ninety. No, it was. Like, so I think it started out three ninety nine because that was their main stay. Yeah, it started at three ninety nine because the Gears one was four fifty. But yeah. when the Xbox okay. One X was rolling around, then it kind of dropped to. Uh, two ninety nine, and oh, even I don't know how I didn't remember that because I bought it day one. Uh, but yeah, even regardless, I mean, it was still cheaper because the Xbox One was five hundred. Yeah, at launch, yes, that price uh, point we have four ninety nine at launch. So, so even even at a hundred dollars cheaper for a faster, lighter, better console was still good, man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna I'll give it a B plus. All right, um, and I'm I'm not gonna grade the Xbox One X. I mean, I I don't have I never had the console. Um, so I can't do it justice by grading it. I feel like my grade would uh, kind of be fake and, you know, just going on look alone. Um, Dan has it, so I'm going to let Dan uh, grade this one. So, Dan, what's uh, your grade on the Xbox One X? I bought the X day one. Uh, I don't know why I buy all these consoles day one. I'm a sucker. Uh, but I absolutely love this console to death. Uh, it is completely 4K and beautiful. I have a 4K TV to match it. Graphics absolutely stunning. Uh, it's quiet; you don't even hear it. Uh, the features are unbelievable. Just, you know, just talk about the extra uh, the Xbox presentation alone. Uh, I definitely like the look of it. Like, uh, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, the top is like some kind of weird like bubble graphics, which is a fucking awesome. And I have the, the Scorpion edition, by the way. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an A, an A plus. Uh, just because even even though I spent five hundred dollars on it, it's still one of the best consoles I've ever had, as far as speed. Okay, all right. So now um, we're gonna dive into a couple of the features they announced for the console. Dan, if I miss any, of course, um, you know, bring those up as well. But let's talk about one of the biggest failures in Xbox, and they, for some odd reason, try to continue that failure by bundling the first edition Xbox with a Connect Two. Now. There's they a lot tried. we could say about the Connect. The original Connect um, had high, you know, of course, it was competing with the Nintendo Wii, and of course, you had the uh, PlayStation Move as well. So, you know, it had potential. Um, just the the games were just not there, except for one, maybe two games. But let's dive in the Connect too. The only game that was probably memorable for this console was Dance Central. That seemed to be the only game to work on the Connect, and you had, of course, all these other. Useless features for the Connect. You could talk useless. to it. You know, you'd say Connect, go to this, Connect, go to that. But in reality, we have a controller in our hand. What there is really no need. And we also had to pay. The reason why it was four ninety nine was the sure fact that it was bundled with the Connect Two. And I think cost well, hundred dollars alone. Yes, exactly. It was bundled with it was bundled with the console. That is why we had to pay four nine. That is why Sony's PS4 was obviously winning the quote unquote console war. Um, because theirs was three ninety nine, and we didn't have to pay an extra hundred dollars for a useless peripheral that we were not going to use. I had my Connect. I did not use it for a single. The only the only cool feature with the Connect was. When you got those DLC cards, you hold it up to the Connect uh, and it just yeah. it just downloaded it. That's even that, if you got a DLC card, because if you go to GameStop, they print on a receipt, which yes. rendered it useless. Ah, uh, yeah, there you there you go. You're right about that. So if you got a GameStop, they gave you the receipt, you couldn't do that. But in the um, game itself, if you had the download download DLC, you would just hold it up to Connect. Boom, it would just download. See, that was useful. That was a very useful thing. As a peripheral, but for a hundred dollars extra, hell no. Now, the games will dive in on part two if I could even remember any freaking Connect games for the Connect Two. And then you had the useless features of the Connect Two. In huh? Fruit Ninja. Fruit Ninja. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dan, you had the useful, the useless features in games for the Connect Two, and you could like I, you could like talk. With the it was just it was useless. It was another failure for Microsoft. They should have learned their lesson from the Connect One. They did not. And the Connect Two, if you don't know where I'm going with this grade, is getting a big fat F. It was useless. 
There was no need to pay $100 extra. And I think it died, what, a year after the original, the first edition Xbox came out? It didn't last long at all. I didn't. I traded mine in. I think they're pettied out. I don't even think they're worth 20 bucks at this uh, point. Dan, um, what right. is your... Oh, okay. And then the quote, you could yell at it, hey, Xbox, record that. Dan, what is your thoughts on the Connect 2? That's all I use it for. What, Xbox, record that? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, playing Call of Duty and saying, Xbox, turn off. And uh, having oh, yeah. open to turn off someone's console. Oh, yes, that's right. You had that. <laughs> that because, uh, you know, um, I give it an F. Dan, how do you feel about the the Connect, the Connect 2, but, you know, the wonderful? What's your grade on it? Well, my score doesn't really exist, but if I have to put a score on it, it'll be an F. All right. So that's the Connect 2. Thank goodness, and hopefully with the Scarlet, there will be no Connect 3 or any other useless peripheral in that matter. Um, let's go to um, – some something positive that Xbox introduced. Um, there was, you know, Sony had PlayStation Now. There's Netflix. There's all these subscription services. Xbox announced Game Pass. Um, it was going to be ten dollars a month, and it would have, you know, certain games and everything. At the time when it first launched, though, I'll dive into that. Um, it had it had a good game lineup, and of course. Um, the big news that they announced with Game Pass is that you would have exclusives day one at launch. Now, that was huge. Gears of War. Um, even the past games that came out before that, which was Quantum Break, Halo 5, Halo Master Chief Collection. So even games that came out before um, this feature was announced, um, you got that right away day one at Game Pass. And now they just recently came out with Game Pass Ultimate which now has um, Xbox Live Gold in it, and it also has games for Windows now in it for $14.99. So, X, and then obviously PlayStation has yet to do anything with PlayStation now, which I think they should, but Game Pass, amazing feature. If you just have Xbox by yourself, you love the exclusives, uh, amazing. It saves you 60 bucks, and of course... Um, now I believe you could pay for Game Pass Ultimate for the year, I believe. I don't, I don't know. I, uh, ch- correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you can but, pay up to 36 months. Okay, up to, okay. So, it, I mean, it is, it is a worth – it's a worth it, – it's basically game streaming. And then, of course, it has the backwards compatible games as well, which we'll dive into as well. Um, it's awesome. And, I mean, the games – some even games that have recently came out go on Game Pass as well. So uh, I'll use an example. Just Cause 4, that game launched December of last year. And it was quickly on Game Pass. Blair Witch so, is coming out on Game Pass day one. Yeah, Blair Witch. So I mean, Game Pass adds games rather quickly on that on it on as well. So if you're unsure about a game and you have Game Pass, let's say a couple months later goes by, boom, it's on Game Pass. You got it right there. And then of course the exclusives alone, I think, are worth it to have Game Pass. It saves you sixty bucks. It's I mean everything seems to be going a monthly. Uh, monthly with stream everything. So it's worth it. I'm giving, when they announced Game Pass, I didn't get it right away until they announced exclusive games um, day one, Xbox exclusives. So I'm giving Game Pass an A, easily an A. It is, I, I always try to recommend it to everybody that does not have Game Pass, especially if you're a Gears of War fan, a Halo fan, or just even Xbox exclusives alone itself um it saved us from spending 60 dollars on that abomination of crackdown 3 so a for me on game pass dan it um you know how do you feel about game pass i am a game pass ultimate user just because of the simple fact that it supports pc and uh i think that's awesome i played a few games on pc from uh, the Game Pass, which is kind of cool. I played Gears, actually, on PC the other day to see how it ran and how it worked and how it processed, and it was absolutely amazing. And uh, the fact that there's a Game Pass app for your phone to get alerts when new games hit the market for Game Pass, and you can download them straight to your console from your phone, I think that's outstanding. Uh, 
the you have over you have so many games in Game Pass. It's unbelievable. And I played a lot of them, and it definitely does save a lot of money. Uh, I'm gonna give Game Pass an A because I think that was a fucking fantastic choice for all Microsofts uh, to be doing that, and I uh, hope to see you know Sony doing something like that soon. So I think that would be a really good idea for them as well. Yeah, I mean, with the PlayStation Now, the the big issue with Sony is that they don't have their exclusives on there. They have like all these other, they have like older exclusives, but they don't have the exclusives day one. And with Sony, um, I think obviously uh, the greed of Sony, of course, comes into play because they do have a little bit, a lot more exclusives uh, with this console generation than Xbox did. But I just think it comes down to greed. I would like them to see to that too. But Game Pass is definitely. Uh, worth it, but now let's also go dive into backwards compatibility. Also, uh, that was also announced by Xbox. Not only Xbox 360, but the original some original X original Xbox games as well are backwards compatible. This is always loved by fans when um, you know M- Microsoft and Nintendo uh, do these kind of things. Obviously, the Switch is not backwards compatible. PS4 is not either, but Xbox kind of jumped ahead, I think, of both companies with backwards compatibility when they announced it with 360, and the library is huge. It's not like with the 360, it was a very small list of original Xbox games that were backwards compatible. It is a big list of games that are backwards compatible on the Xbox One for 360. The list for the original uh, games are not bad. They do have some big AAA titles there, uh, but I mean, it was awesome. I remember sitting next to you when they announced uh, backwards compatibility for the original Xbox. And, you know, we kind of went berserk, you know, brings us back to our uh, teenage years um, of playing such great games. And I do hope with the Xbox Scarlet, they do continue with this trend of backwards compatibility. I think it's something the fans always love. And, you know, um, nostalgia is huge nowadays. Nostalgia is big. Um, So... Definitely would love to see uh, Microsoft continue that with the Scarlet uh, backwards compatibility. I 100% think they have to. I I would I I, I would I would. But I, I, you know, honestly, I think it's going to be bigger and better too. I think we're going to have a lot more original Xboxes in there. Yeah, I mean, you know what? With the way, way emulation is going, I don't see uh, why not. They couldn't have. Um, and, and and the games work great. The games run fantastic on the um, Xbox One. Uh, they run really well. They don't. Um, there's no glitching or bugs or anything, um, and even some of the games look slightly better, um, even though we're playing it on HD. So if you're playing an original Xbox game on HD, it does it does look good. You know the emulate the emulation on it looks fantastic. So I think they should continue with it as well. Uh, Dan, your take on the backwards compatibility? I and think uh... as well. I apologize before you begin. Um, I and also those are on Game Pass as well. The um, Backwards uh, compatible games are also on Game Pass. So I think that Game Pass, uh, not Game Pass, backwards compatibility for the the Scarlet is is going to be probably one of the best ones uh, that we're going to see versus now, uh, because uh, we'll get into this more later. But the features that are going to be with Scarlet, like uh, it's going to be a fucking powerhouse console. Uh, it's going to be able to support a lot more, you know, power that's going to be sucking up, and you know. Uh, like on PC, you know how the uh, emulators, they're fucking resource hogs. I don't know how how they work on console. I'm not a, an engineer or anything, but uh, I think that for original Xbox, we're going to see one of the biggest libraries with Scarlet uh, on, on release. Yeah, you, you, you're going to take note of that now that I said that. Uh, I think we're going to have one of the biggest backwards compatibility. They're going to be launching a lot of titles uh, with backwards compatibility with with Scarlet, and uh, of course we're going to see everything at E3 next year. They're definitely going to have an event before before their release, so I'm super excited to see the backwards compatibility and what brings, what's coming with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, I something with other consoles. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, nostalgia is at an all-time high. I mean, you see with the, uh, the Sega Genesis Mini coming out, you had the Super NES Mini, uh, the PlayStation Mini, which we all know was a flop. But nostalgia is uh, coming back big. T- I mean, it, it's huge right now. Um, you can see the you see the prices of a lot of uh, older nostalgia games and consoles. Even a 
PS3 backwards compatible uh, PS3 goes for almost 300 right now. So, I mean, nostalgia is a thing, and people want backwards compatibility. They want to play older games, and um, I, I really hope the Scarlet does that. I really do hope they bring it. Um, do I think they bring it at launch? Hopefully, uh, but only time will 100%. tell them. I guess, you know, we'll definitely find out more uh, next year. But uh, what's your grade on the backwards compatibility? I think within uh, the time span that they've been working on backwards compatibility, that they have done a lot. And honestly, I didn't expect to see original Xbox games this many come so quick at a time. I think it's fabulous. Uh, definitely, there's definitely a lot more games we want to see from original Xbox come to uh, come to backwards compatibility. But I think they're doing a fabulous job, and I can't wait to see how it progresses later on within uh, next year. Uh, so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an A. I think it's a really great feature, and they're doing a fabulous job with it. All right. Um, let's let's talk about the uh, controller. Um... Coming off the Xbox 360, which in my opinion is the greatest video game controller of all time, and you could quote me on that. I the think big, the is... big hunky uh, controller. No, we talk the 360. The 360, yeah. Oh, well, I'm probably thinking of original Xbox. You're, thinking of, you're thinking of you're thinking of the Duke controller on the original Xbox. I'm talking about yeah. the 360, which was the perfect controller. And again, you could quote me on it. I think it's the greatest video game controller of all time, as far as First-person shooters, the design, the button placement, everything. Um, Xbox One, um, I had, I, I the controller's good. Um, it is not a bad, it is not a bad controller, uh, but I felt that the triggers compared to the 360 uh, were not as good as the, uh, you know, on the Xbox One. I felt the triggers were very flimsy. Um, a lot of times, let me grab my controller. I don't know. I kind of feel like the 360 triggers are a little bit more, uh, a little bit more loose than the the Xbox One. No, no, no. So my issue. So I again, good, good controller. I like the button placement. I do like the triggers. Um, it's these triggers up here. These triggers are fine, but I also I felt that the 360 had better triggers. Um, but just right here, the RB and the LB buttons are very flimsy. Um, a couple of times I would have to pop this one back in and out of place. It was out of place. Um, and I also felt the rumble, the rumble on the 360 was much better. Um, it's not, it's not a bad controller. I like the controller. I just feel that it was a little bit of a step down from the 360. Uh, the analog sticks, uh, do still work very well. Uh, we'll go into the elite controller. Uh, Dan has, um, have, do you have an elite controller? Yeah. Okay, so I'll let Dan uh, dive into the Elite controller. Um, I never owned one, so um, we'll have Dan discuss both controllers. Um, but, you know, like I said, not a bad controller by all, by any means. Um, I just, like I said, felt it was a step down. Uh, the triggers here were a little bit flimsy. But all in all, still a good controller. Xbox, um, I mean, Sony definitely stepped up with their DualShock 4. And, of course, the Nintendo Switch Pro controller is fantastic. But we're talking about the Xbox controller. So the controller, I'm going to give it a um, a B, a solid B. Um, like it. Nothing, um, just a little bit of a step down from its predecessor. Right. Uh, I do um, quite a bit enjoy the Xbox controller. I kind of feel like it's definitely a, more natural for my hand, at least. I mean, I have uh, decent-sized hands. <laughs> I don't know how to... Uh say that any other way but i don't know it kind of feels a little bit more natural i did like the 360 controller a lot though it said it was big uh but it was heavy it was a heavy controller i feel like it was it's definitely a bit heavier than the, the the xbox one controller but the xbox one controller i love it uh i'm gonna give that one i'll give that one a b but if we if we bring in the elite controller this is a whole new level of uh controller here uh this is probably one of my favorite controllers and i probably will never stop playing with an elite controller it is definitely super heavy uh, versus the other controllers. But the thing is, I love it just because uh, I do play quite a bit of MMOs on console. And it's so easy just to add four extra triggers here. You know, here, spell, 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 spell. So much easier than having to double press buttons, triple press buttons to do one skill. I think that's uh, awesome. And I do like how I can customize the controller the way I want as far as taking buttons in and out. And what the fuck is spamming me on my phone? And uh, and I do like the triggers and how I can stop them. 
at a certain point. I do like that too. It doesn't work with all driving games though, because it makes you go slow as hell. But uh, I love the league, the league controller, and I can't wait for the uh, Elite Two. I'm gonna give the Elite an A. Uh, can't hear you. What do you mean? Oh, uh, what did you say after the Elite? Were you done? I said I'm gonna give the Elite controller an A. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you stopped. I thought you said I, I thought you stopped after that. I apologize. <laughs> I thought you were continuing. I thought you were continuing, and then it just it went it went blank. No, that's so I it. Oh, I apologize for that. Um, all right. Um. So was there any anything else? That you, so you obviously get early uh, access to dashboards um, and stuff like that. Um, so let, let, let's talk about the dashboards. Um, I'm trying to vividly – so let, let, let's, again, turn the clock back to first edition Xbox. A uh, big issue um, was the dashboard sucked. Managing – Matt, when it first started that dashboard, inviting people to a party was a chore. It was – you had to go through so many different options to just invite somebody to a party. And then the problem was you couldn't even stay in the party. You would constantly get kicked out every single time. It was, a, I think, a bad launch for the early dashboard. Of course, it's much better now, much easier to invite people to a party. I know there's a new – I think there's a new dashboard incoming, but – my God, that original, that first dashboard, inviting people to a party was a disaster. Inviting, even even adding people as a friend was a monumental chore um, compared to the 360, which that dashboard was amazing. I love that dashboard. Um, not which, the first which one. one. <laughs> um, when they first brought in avatars, that okay, dashboard. Because was... there was three of them. They have the original, then the NXE, and then they have the Metro. So the, the the first one that dashboard was horrible with all the folders and you had yeah, to go the around folders, the blades. That was, yeah, that was really awful. <laughs> that, that was awful. Um, the second edition um, Xbox 360 dashboard I liked, but um, that yeah, was my the NXE with the the avatar. Yes, that one was amazing. I liked that one. Um, and then the last one was great too as well. But Xbox One, the first edition dashboard made me want to throw up. Um, now the awful. dashboard. Now the dashboard's definitely much better. A lot of improvement. Um, I have. It's very easy to invite people to a party. Very easy to look for a group. Very easy to. Uh, and I like the pinging of the pinging everything to your home screen, which is easy to uh, load up a game. And of course, it shows your most recent activities, which is good. Um, you know what? I have besides the first edition uh, dashboard. Uh, nothing bad to say about the rest, but I'm going to give it a B minus. That. Uh, first edition dashboard definitely was um, a huge step back xbox one when it first launched man had a lot of step backs but you know they managed to push forward they managed to push forward it was a bad grind at the beginning but they did push forward so i got you know gotta give that yeah uh definitely the original uh, xbox one dashboard was a fucking disaster bro i hated it Hated it, and then uh, they came out with the Xbox, uh, the new Xbox dashboard. I I could dig it. I started liking it with the little tabs on the side. That was cool. But the dashboard we have now is is like beautiful, perfect, the way you want it. Pins, customized homepage. You could do a lot more things with it. So much easier to invite people. I mean, it is an absolutely beautiful dashboard. Uh, I can't really talk about the new new dashboard since I don't actually have the new new dashboard yet, but that new one looks awesome. Fucking, that one looks really nice too, though. Uh, I am going to actually, I'll probably give the dashboard the one that we have now that's current release. I'll probably give it a, a B, a B plus since it's really nice. Uh, it's, it's a lot easier to navigate through all the tabs, easier to navigate through games with all the pins uh, easier to look at notification, read messages. It's just so much more easier, and Ava, it's easier to just navigate. Uh, it's it's beautiful, and I can't wait to see the next dashboard. Yeah, very excited. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and uh, take a quick minute uh, here, and uh, we will uh, be right back. Are you looking to start a podcast? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. 
They offer a lot of great services, such as their creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Did I forget to mention that it's free? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, and we're back. Thank you. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that covers um, part one of our um, Xbox One um, early kind of review. Um, we're going to be doing part two um, as well uh, very soon. So part two, we'll be covering uh, the games, the exclusives. Uh, we'll have also the predictions, our early predictions of the Xbox One Scarlet price point. Uh, maybe launch titles and future games we're kind of hoping for. And we'll also talk about some more um, in-depth features of the Xbox One as well. So, you know, so far so good. Um, we'll give our final review on part two. Um, if you're um, just uh, joining us as well, we covered uh, Rainbow Six, uh, the new Operation, as well as a bunch of other stuff, um, uh, the games of September, um, as well as Sony purchasing Insomniac and Disney Plus launching on Xbox and PS4. And then Dan and I gave our grades um, for the Connect 2, Game Pass backwards compatibility, and other such things as well. But this is part one of the Xbox One review. Um, and of course, you can listen to this episode on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Snatcher. I only say that because Dan... Uh, I only say that because Dan messed up one time on the podcast, so I have to continue the trend. <laughs> and you could catch us um, and on Spotify. And you could always catch our podcast live, uh, usually 8 p.m. Eastern time. That's the time we try to get to do it, but it's not an Inner Mom's Basement podcast without technical difficulties on twitch.tv forward slash Inner Mom's Basement. Um, thank you guys so much for stopping by and listening. Um, and again, don't forget to catch us uh, soon on part two. Um, I am Rage Quit Pat. That man in the Captain America shirt over here is Dan the Peak the Man. And Dan, anything else you'd like to add before we close out? No, I think that's it. Thank you guys for stopping by. I can't wait for the next one for the final scores. All right, guys. Everyone have a good night. Dan and I also check our Twitter. Also, you could uh, follow us on Twitter, um, IOMB5 and in our mom's basement on Instagram and check our Twitter later tonight. Dan will put, we're going to start putting movie reviews on Twitter. Dan and I are going to see ready or not. So check our Twitter for our grade for ready or not. And everybody have a wonderful night. Bye. You've just listened to the In Our Mom's Basement, a video game podcast with your hosts, Dan Geoffway and Rage Quit Pat. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. See you in the next episode.